Hello and welcome to Monday Chat with Olushe, where we share with you about all things faith, motherhood, family and life. Hello and welcome again to our Mother's Arising podcast and we are going to be starting off a new series this week for Advent and Christmas. As we count down to what I believe is the most significant part of the end of the year for us as Christians, I believe that we should spend some time together helping us to focus our attention on what is truly important. Jesus as the reason for the season. So beyond all of the Christmas decorations, the festivities, the shopping for the gifts, and all the other things that surround this Christmas season, it is important that we put our hearts back to the main reason for this season. That is the person of Jesus Christ. So this week, we are going to be looking at the weights, how anticipation can draw your heart closer to Jesus. I don't know if you've ever promised your child something. You know how it feels to get your child coming to you every second, reminding you of the promise you made to them. I'm sure you can relate, as every other parent can. Or maybe you're going on a long road trip as a family, that takes only a few hours but your children make you feel like you've spent the whole day on the road because they keep asking you are we there yet they can almost wear you out with all of their incessant checks are we there yet you know what i'm not sure that i'm very much different from my children when i need to wait for anything in fact I just may be more terrible (laughs) at waiting than they are. I absolutely hate waiting for things. My personality does not even help matters, okay? I just want everything done now and immediately. Later is a word I don't like to hear. And wait is one word that I equally dread hearing. But I know that I'm not alone in this. This was the exact situation that the Jews found themselves in. I mean, they had been told for years to expect the Messiah. And here they were, waiting for many years. The Bible tells us that the prophet Isaiah had spoken about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Isaiah 7.14, Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Just imagine how many years had passed before they even had a glimpse of the fulfillment of this promise. Just like me, they probably had grown weary, tired, and wondering if all of these promises were even real. Maybe... You are at that kind of point in your life too. 
where you feel like waiting is the last thing you want to do. But you find yourself waiting anyway. Maybe you're waiting for a change in your situation. Maybe it's to hear some good news. It could even be that you're waiting on God for that promise that he made to you that seems so long in coming. Whatever the case may be, you're likely just wondering when this wait will be over. And of course, as the year draws to a close, it is possible that you're getting more and more anxious by the day and you're maybe losing hope that this will be your year. Personally for me, I have certain things, promises, expectations that I've been waiting on for years, checking to see if this will be my year. Even though I could be impatient sometimes. Okay, make that that a lot of times, okay? Maybe not just sometimes, a lot of times. Maybe I've been impatient. I'm growing and I'm really learning to trust God when I need to wait. And I'm learning even more that waiting is actually good for my heart. It does wonders for my heart. And I choose to believe that God loves me too much to make me wait for nothing. I know that he definitely has a plan for my life. First Peter 3.9 reminds me that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient. Patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone coming to repentance. It tells me that God is not slow in keeping his promise. Over the years, I have learned from my waiting. I've learned so many things. And I now treasure these moments that God made me wait. So today, let me share with you some of my waiting lessons and how anticipation is good for me and why you should also embrace your waiting and anticipation season. My first lesson for anticipation is that anticipation keeps me alert. I don't know about you, but whenever I order takeouts, I find myself constantly checking the app, tracing where my delivery driver is, waiting to hear the doorbell ring. This is what happens when I need to wait on God for something. I'm alert. I'm waiting, eagerly expectant. And I draw lessons from two of my favorite Bible characters in the book of Luke chapter 2, 25 to 36. The Bible records that they had been waiting actively for the Messiah. These two people are a man named Simeon and a woman named Anna. These two lived in active anticipation of the birth of Jesus, and they were alert, watchful, and waiting eagerly. I love how the Bible describes their waiting. The Bible says in Luke 2, 25-27, Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. 
And in Luke 2, 36, 38, we read the story of Anna. The Bible says, There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old, and she had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped God day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. These two people waited eagerly, actively expectant about the coming of Jesus. This is exactly what anticipation does for my heart. It keeps me from being dulled by comfort and it keeps me on my toes. Whenever I'm waiting on God to move in an area of my life, my anticipation level keeps my heart and my soul stirred up. James 5, 7 to 8 says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too. Be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. The second thing that anticipation does for me is that it keeps my heart stayed on Jesus. I find that when I'm in my waiting seasons, my heart stays even more connected to Jesus. I love how waiting brings me closer as I'm often eager to hear God's thoughts on my situation. I love what God's word says about the fulfillment of the promise. God is committed to his word and we can choose to grow and bring our hearts closer during our waiting season. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So, as we get our hearts ready, celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's remember our examples of faith as they waited and allowed their waiting season to draw them closer to Jesus. And let your anticipation keep your heart stayed on Jesus in this season. The third thing that anticipation does for me is that it helps me to build resilience and endurance. And this one here is the biggest lesson for me. I find that the more I'm learning to wait patiently for God's timing, trusting him to come through at the very right time, the more endurance, patience, and resilience is built in me. Romans 8.25 makes me to know that if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Wow. That's so powerful. When we hope for what we don't see, we are able to wait for it with patience. I really want God to smoothen all the rough edges of impatience in me. And God does this through having me wait in anticipation. The more I learn to wait well, the better for me. If I don't learn to wait with joy and trust in God, I will repeat these life lessons. I know that sometimes I forget these things, okay? It's not always I remember this. And I know 
that I've had to repeat these lessons so many times. But I'm getting better at waiting well. Maybe you're like me, with some rough edges around your heart that God needs to smoothen out. Anticipation may be his tool for doing this work of building you up and working on your heart in this season. James 1, 2 to 4 reminds us that we should consider it a sheer gift when tests and challenges come at us from all sides. We know that under pressure, our faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. It says, don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Wow. Don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let faith do its work in you so that you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. So let me encourage you to embrace your waiting season and let anticipation be a tool in God's hands for you this Advent and Christmas season. Wow. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for the grace to be able to share your word together today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will give us the grace to wait patiently and let anticipation do a work in us. Make us mature, well-developed, not deficient in any way. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you help us to see what is important in this season of our lives so that we can embrace you and open our hearts to what you want to do in our lives in this season. Amen. We'll see you again next week as we take another devotional in our Advent and Christmas season. I can't wait to have you.